Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for September 18th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Instagram, at ETOF21 on Twitter. Can we believe NFL is here? Great first weekend. Cash some tickets. Start off week two. Great. Hit the Giants plus three and a half. That means for regular season for the year, we are at eight and four, which is plus 9.993 UROI. And for the whole year in NFL, that includes preseason, we are 16 and seven with an ROI of plus 20.0178U. Who in the flying fuck is putting up those numbers? If you guys aren't part of the team, you have to ask yourself why not? Because we are killing it. I want to thank my boy Gino for having me on his podcast. We broke down every game. I gave some free plays on there. And also I want to thank the guys on Better Than Vegas. Every Sunday morning, Gino... Myself, Blackjack Fletcher, and Biho are on there, and we talk NFL. We go game by game. We each give our thoughts. You know, it was a good first week for me personally, and I am looking forward to continuing to do that. Yeah, nice little week. NFL is kicking. Football's kicking. We're sitting on Louisville here, plus seven, and the punny line. Hopefully, we can start off the week strong, but that Louisville defense, Jesus Christ, has me worried. So we have a great show today. We have my boy Scotty from Fantasy Football Wishlist. Scotty is going to come on and we're going to talk some fantasy football. Brandon's going to come on. We're going to talk some NASCAR. But before I jump into all that, I need to talk about this dark side of the ring that was on last night. A Tommy Dreamer is a piece of shit. For, For his excuse to say boys will be boys, are you fucking serious? Boys will be boys. That's your excuse. Ric Flair should have been let go for the NFL. There should be seriously sexual assault charges against him. And Brock Lesnar should be released right now. I don't care. I don't care. He, what he did to Terry Reynolds, and honestly, I'm my mindset is, look, if you do that then, you're probably doing it before. And the fact that everyone was telling Terry Reynolds, don't sell, don't sell. I feel sorry for it. I legitimately feel sorry for, and that opened my eyes. Scott Hall, big drunk, big piece of shit. I look at the court statement. Everyone was praising Goldust for doing this, doing that. Goldust basically asked the other flight attendant who wasn't featured if her breasts were real, groped her, and wanted to bang her. Guy's a piece of fucking shit. Guy is a legitimate piece of motherfucking shit. And he should be let go of AAW. Ric Flair should not be signed. Tommy Dreamer should be let go. All those guys need to be able to just let go because that was awful. I mean, it really opened up my eyes. I had no idea about any of that shit. And it is disgusting in my life. Absolutely, positively, motherfucking disgusting. And appalling what happened in that plane ride. Um... So yeah, that I was wasn't planning on talking about that today. I'm in a group chat with some guys. They said I needed to watch it. I watched it for an hour and it was absolutely positively disgusting. Now, in terms of the Thursday night football game, 
let's let me say this. I'm on the Giants over seven. That is a game they needed to win. That there is no excuse. If Slater makes that catch, they win that game. And it comes back to something I say all the time, something my old man said to me a lot, and my mom. If you're a winner, you find a way to win and you fucking win the game. Winners win. And this Giants team, you know, they just aren't a winner. Daniel Jones looked great. He was all over, great RPO, made some great dimes. Sterling Shepard lives in the zone he likes to be in. That 10 to 15 yard zone across the middle, that's where Sterling Shepard lives. And that's where he's going to be. And that's why he had that huge game. And that why was why he was in my captaincy. Granted, we need a tutty. He should have got a tutty, but nine tar- nine receptions, 93 yards, you can't complain over that. Can't complain at all. And if I'm in a season-long format, I would make a play for Sterling Shepard because he is definitely the guy that Daniel Jones is going to be looking at. In terms of Washington, defense need to play a lot better. Defense gave up way too many plays. Still have a little concern about the secondary. Front seven looked good. Uh, and Hanky looks serviceable. I asked Scotty from Fantasy Football Wishlist, he's a football team fan, what he thinks they should do in terms of the football quarterback position. He'll come on, he'll give his two cents. But guys, this Washington team, an elimination situation because of that front seven can compete, but they need a little bit more from that back four. End of the day, I, I was a little higher on these two teams than most, and I think I'm wrong. And, but the, again, that's the difference for me than everyone else. I put in the work. I'm going to be right more than I am wrong. That's just the way it is. That's been clinically proven with anyone that's been around me forever. And I was wrong. But you have these other guys that were hyping up Harris and Big Ben from the Pittsburgh, and they have yet to admit, hey, maybe what Eric was saying about this offensive line was right. But that was my thoughts on the Thursday night game. Guys, we have a great, 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 great show. Like I said, Scotty's going to come on. We're going to talk a little fantasy football, and Brandon's going to come on, and we are going to talk a little NASCAR, look to catch some tickets. So let's jump right into the show. Week two of the NFL season is here, and we're at our weekly segment where we talk a little fantasy football. This week's special guest is Scotty, a.k.a. Fantasy Football Wishlist. Scotty, how you doing today, my man? What's up? I'm back, baby! You are one of the original OGs of the ETOF 2-1 Sports Podcast. You, Silver Star, and Shy are definitely battling out to see who will be on the show the most. So I thank you for the numerous amount of times you've come on. And thank you for coming on last minute for this week. Why don't you tell everyone how you did in your big league week one for fantasy football? Got the win, my man. Well, I got a pretty stacked team. I drafted really well. Um, I got Lamar Jackson. His two fumbles in the uh, Monday night game didn't hurt me too bad. But um, I got Kamara. Jonathan Taylor gave me a good game. Um, the guy who gave me a, a, I was a little scared. Uh, I had Robert Woods as one of my wide receivers, and um, Stafford was uh, all over Cup. So hopefully that changes a little bit. But I pulled out the win. Um, I had your boy Hawkinson at tight end. That guy I was all over the place. So it, it's a good feeling to have a uh, week one win and uh, moving forward. Yeah, it's, it's only gr- one step. It's a great feeling, but I'm not going to lie. I was looking at it last night. I have effing Mike Davis in every single league, and 
I'm oh. I'm legitimately I already have I'm lose I'm in four leagues I I I feel I'm gonna lose every league this week be, because Eric, of, how pissed off are you when Cordell Patterson touches the ball? I know it's just so disgusting, dude. I like don't get me wrong, as someone that is envious of anyone who gets to play professional athletes, I'm happy that he found out a, a found a role for himself in this league. But that dude's a pain in the fucking ass, man. He just needs to go away, dude. He just needs... A thorn in your side. A thorn in your side, my man. He just needs to go away. Uh, <laughs> now, there was a football game last night. We are recording this on Friday, guys. And Washington came away with a big walk-off field goal victory to get that 30-29 to win. Obviously, the big issue in Washington is their quarterback situation. Fitzpatrick going down with the hip whatever it is. I'm not even going to pretend to pronounce it because I'll pronounce it wrong. So they had Henneke go out there who looked decent. He looked serviceable. But coming. Well, I'm a huge Washington football team fan. And um, anyway, when we had Fitzpatrick, he's a bridge. Um, to win a Super Bowl, I think we need a better quarterback than that. Um, next year, I think we're going to have our quarterback. Uh, for this year, uh, I'm fine with Taylor Heineke. Um, if they keep him, which I think they will. Um, if they brought in Cam Newton, I wouldn't be upset with it. Like I said, this is a type of a bridge here. But um, ideally, with the young offense Washington has and the young defense Washington has, I would trade three first-round draft picks and have a three- year Super Bowl run um, going after Deshaun Watson. Um, that's my ideal. I know Rod Rivera with the troubles with the law, uh, he might not jump into that, but if those charges drop with Watson, I'm throwing three first rounders at him, and you're a Super Bowl contender for three years, and if that doesn't work, then you rebuild and you got your first round draft pick again. Um, that's my sign, but I, I think they're going to be uh, leaning towards Heineke this year. Which makes sense. Which totally makes sense. I thought he was serviceable. I think with that defense, if the defense plays up to snuff, they are definitely capable of, um, you know, of, of getting a W and like making some noise in the playoffs. Um, and, and I, I gotta say, sorry, and I, I hate the Giants, but any Giant fans listening, um, you were three Galladay drops away from winning that game easy. That game, I felt like I was watching the Lions. We're here. We're gonna talk about who we like for fantasy this week so the premise is we're going to just going to go position by position we're just going to say who our three highest rated are and then we're going to say who we're avoiding so we're going to start with the quarterback position we're going to start at one go all the way to three who are your top three quarterbacks for fantasy this week top three quarterbacks for fantasy this week i'm actually going with um Obviously, you're playing your uh, your starters. If you have Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, those are the obvious. You're not going to play around with um, your top guys. But this week, I'm going with Jalen Hurts. All year, I've been comparing him to Kyler Murray this year. He looked fantastic last week, and I think he's going to continue to do so versus the 49ers. Uh, Jared Goff, who I think is horrific, um, played well against the 49ers, and Jalen Hurts is definitely better than Jared Goff. So my number one is Jalen Hurts. Number two, I'm going with Big Ben at home. Uh, Big Ben has a bunch of weapons. Everybody is just uh, falling off the bandwagon of his old robotic self, but he is very reliable. If you're trying to compare between two quarterbacks, you're not sure who to start. 
star Big Ben. He's he's on the waivers still on, in some leagues. Last but not least, Mac Jones versus the New York Jets. I think Mac Jones uh, is going to play well. Bill Belichick is coming off a loss versus Miami. Here's another divisional game, and I think Mac Jones is going to step up. Now, I am totally off the Ryan Tannehill train this week in Seattle. Who are you looking to avoid this week at the quarterback position? You know what? He looked good uh, in the first week, but I'm going to avoid Stafford this week versus the Colts. Uh, I think he's going to have a tougher matchup. I think people are going to be high on what Stafford did last week, and it's not going to be comparable to this week against the stronger defense in the Colts. I can see that. I can I, I can see them struggling. I think the Colts are going to get together. I actually think the Colts are going to win that game, believe it or not. Um, I agree. Now, in terms of the running back position, who are your who are your three and who are you avoiding? All right, well, my top three. Top three, I'm going to start with David Montgomery. If anybody is still sleeping on this guy, if he hasn't proven anything, when he ran all over the Rams, he's going against the Bengals this week. And um, with Dalton as quarterback, I'm shocked Fields isn't behind there yet, but with Dalton as quarterback, he has to rely on David Montgomery, and he's going to be uh, having a hefty workload. So I'm starting David Montgomery. Um, number two. If it wasn't for Melvin Gordon, the 70-yard touchdown against the New York Giants, Javante Williams is the running back in the backfield. He's going to get more work this week versus the Jags. They're going to take the lead on the Jags. Uh, Denver's defense is very good, and that's going to be uh, run heavy. So Javante Williams actually had starting over Saquon Barkley. Like Eric said, um, this is a Friday recording, so the game is already in hand. But if you follow my TikTok or Instagram, I said I would start Javante Williams over Barkley. And third, I have Jamal Williams for Detroit. I'm paying attention to DeAndre Swift. He's dealing with his groin. He's questionable. Even if he does play, I'm happy with Jamal Williams versus the Packers on Monday night. Now, one guy I'm looking to avoid is Zeke Elliott. I really think he's going to struggle running against this Chargers defensive front. Who are you looking to avoid? I'm looking to avoid Mark Ingram. I think he blew his load in week one, and um, I would not expect that firepower this week. Um, I'm sorry. He's going against the Browns. Correct. Um, so the Browns' defensive line is very good, and uh, Mark Ingram is going to struggle. He's not going against the Jaguars this week. Now, in terms of wide receivers, who are your three? Uh, number one, I'm actually going with Cortland Sutton. With the hurt, uh, injury to Judy, um, they are going against the Jaguars. And I understand this game's going to be run heavy for Denver, but they got to throw to somebody. They got Noah Fan, and Sutton is a talented guy. I was actually eyeing in drafts he, for the next couple weeks with Judy out. Sutton is a big pickup. Uh, number two, I'm actually going with Callaway on the Saints. Um, he was quiet last week going against Alexander, the quarterback. Shut him down very well. And I hate to say it because I hate Jameis Winston. Winston actually looked very good. I expect Callaway to break out in week two versus the Panthers. And number three, I'm going with Holly, Hollywood Brown versus the Chiefs on Sunday night. I'm expecting uh, Lamar Jackson to catch him with a deep ball end zone touchdown with Hollywood Brown with that breakout ability. Now, I'm looking to avoid somebody that did me very well in week one, but that's in the past. I'm avoiding Corey Davis. Belichick is very good at taking the opponent's 
best asset away. That was Davis for the Jets last week with his two touchdowns. Who's the player you're looking to avoid in terms of fantasy football? It's uh, very similar. I'm going to talk about the Jets, but that's a great point by Eric. I would follow that lead. I'm going to avoid DJ Moore versus the Saints. Um, Speaking about the Jets, you have, uh, I was going to say Aaron Donald. Yeah, Donald, that quarterback, who I think he's going to have a better reputation with Robbie Anderson. Uh, The Saints defense is very good. I would actually avoid both Carolina receivers. But if you're going to avoid one, it would be DJ Moore, because I think if Donald's going to go towards somebody, it's going to be Anderson. Now let's switch to the tight end position. Which three are you looking at for the tight end? I'm looking at Dallas Goddard. I've been um, loving him in the offseason. I'm loving him now, especially with Ertz Hurt dealing with hamstring issues. Um, Jalen Hurts has stepped up last week. I think he's going to step up again, and uh, Goddard is going to be a big part of that. Um, secondly, um, I think Jonu Smith is going to uh, play big against the Jets. Bill Belichick, like I said, came off a loss last week to Miami, um, another divisional opponent. And uh, they paid Jonu Smith big money, and uh, I don't think he's going to be quiet for two weeks in a row. And last but not least, I mean, I was going to do the obvious with Hawkinson, so I switched things up. I'm going with Komet with the Chicago Bears versus Cincinnati. Komet last week had seven targets with five receptions. I expect him to get still a lot of volume with Jimmy Graham falling off the death chart. Now, the tight end I'm looking to avoid, and maybe this is just me just being negative Nancy, I'm going to avoid Kittle. I just think it's just, I think the 49ers are going to run the ball a lot more than people realize in this game against the Eagles. So I'm I'm avoiding Kittle and DFS. I'd season long, definitely start him, but DFS, I'm avoiding Kittle. Uh, what tight end are you avoiding? I'm avoiding the guy that people shouldn't have even wasted their waiver wire on. Uh, Jawan Johnson on the Saints. He had three receptions for two touchdowns. That's not going to happen again. And um, if you've been in fantasy long enough, you know, players like that don't stick around too long. They are basically, they had a lucky game. And uh, Troutman is still the tight end there. And Winston's going to be throwing the ball to his wide receivers more than he is with his tight ends. And uh, don't forget, they have Alvin Kamara. Now, I will say this. You mentioned Jawan Johnson. And in terms of TikTok, him and I don't know if he's married to this girl or they are boyfriend, girlfriend or what. But their TikTok is effing hilarious like all right i gotta follow now eric now you're ruining my thing i I just bad mouth the guy now i'm gonna have to follow this guy and laugh i mean it is like so funny they were doing this thing over the summer where it was like she was obviously like mocking how much like taking care of a pro athlete like how she puts precisely seven ice cubes in his water and like stuff he she has to it would i i'm not doing it justice how I'm describing it to you, I'll send it. I'll send it to you. But it was so effing funny what they were doing. I mean, that's why I like the guy. But I totally agree with you. I looked at snap count. I think he only played like 11 snaps, getting yes. two TDs and 11 snaps. That is just insane. And yes, he, but you're hurting my feelings now because <laughs> now I'm knocking a guy that I'm basically just typing in right now to follow. Come I on, mean, Eric. you can't I, do this to me, buddy. I mean, he is. He is hilarious and i i love i i don't know man i i became a fan of him just because his girlfriend of the tiktok now every 
week. You guys always send your start sit questions to me. The ones I get, I always pop on here unless they're just astronomically insane. Whoever sent me the one that said, oh my, I got one. God, what was the one that I got that was just so laughable I didn't even put it on here? It was like Give it Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence. Yes, yes. <laughs> like if I get one of those, it's not making the cut. But uh, I'm picking the best. Start your studs. I'm picking the best one here. We're going to start at the quarterback position. We're going Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston. Who who you sit starting soon? I'm actually – I thought the Falcons were – had a chance. I, I actually picked the Eagles to beat the Falcons. But I thought the Falcons were going to give a little bit more of a uh, a push. But um, I'm, I'm actually going to go with Jameis Winston. I hate Jameis Winston, but he did everything possibly uh, to succeed, and he didn't. He made the right decisions. Um, I, I'm going with the uh, Winston train right now with the Saints. I picked Winston over Matt Ryan. Now, as everyone knows, fantasy football is a week-to-week, week-to-week. The hot commodity last week was Elijah Mitchell. Everyone was rushing to the waiver wire to pick him up. And it sounds like this person is in the same position I am I am in. Um, I have both Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. If you're in that position, who would you start this week? Trey Sermon, and if you guys are following me on Instagram or TikTok, I'm a huge Trey Sermon fan. I was absolutely shocked he was scratched last week due to, I guess, some issues about the team showing up late or whatever the case may be. Let me tell you something. If Trey Sermon was not scratched, Trey Sermon would be in Mitchell's position. So Trey Sermon is the best back in that backfield. They're not going to have a workhorse back. It's Kyle Shanahan. Uh, J- Jamichael Hasty's still there. Um, if Sermon is is active, I'm playing Trey Sermon. Um, and this this shout out to my old man. My old man kind of made this reference to me when I was talking to him Sunday night. He said the move reminded him of an old school Mike Shanahan move of just benching a young player because you're pissed off at off him because he effed up. And I, I kind of think that's what happened at the end of the day. So I agree with you 100%. And, and you know what, Eric? Now Trey Sermon, if he does get the opportunity, he has to prove himself. Gives him more of a reason to start him. Exactly. Exactly. Now, here's an interesting one. Tyson Williams or the fantasy football star for my Detroit Lions, who you mentioned before, Jamal Williams. Well, I said Jamal Williams is one of my starts this week. I'm actually going with Jamal Williams. Uh, the Ravens just activated um, what other washed Freeman. up running back? Devontae oh, Freeman. Yes, Devontae Freeman. I didn't know he was still alive. Uh, yeah, they just activated Devontae Freeman. I think Latavius Murray's still there. They have Lamar Jackson. I got to say, Jason Williams did look good on some of his carries, but um, with that messed up running backfield, I'm going to go with Jamal Williams, actually. Especially with um, pay attention to what DeAndre Swift is doing with his groin, um, I'm going with Jamal Williams there. And Tyson Williams missed a block. That's why Latavius Murray was in. I really feel if he didn't f up that block that led to a Lamar sack, he would have probably played the majority of that second half. Um, yeah, I'm I'm avoiding the Ravens' backfield right now. You kind of got to. You kind of got to avoid and kind of. It's something I want to be invested in, but I got to know who's 
running it. Like I have, I have Latavius in a couple leagues, and I'm just kind of holding on to him right now to try to assess the situation. Right, uh, right. Robbie Anderson or Tyler Boyd? Oh, that's a good one. Oh my God! I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson with the matchup with Darnold. Um, uh, Tyler Boyd, I think, um, is a good choice. But I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson because Tyler Boyd is um, competing with Chase and T. Higgins, and um, I'm going to go with the more targets his way and uh, get the the more safe pick is Robbie Anderson. Exactly, I agree with you 100. percent I was advising people that this. Higgins, Boyd, uh, Chase, wide receiver core is just going to be a crapshoot week to week. Yeah, and it, it's, one, it's like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Guess who's going to be the top wide receiver? I'll just avoid all of them. Yeah, just just avoid and just let other people deal with it. One of these guys helped you with a lot of money with that epic Detroit Lions plus nine and a half cover. Quintez Cespis, Dale Monroe from the Cardinals. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Moore. Yeah, Rondell Moore. Yeah, Rondell Moore or uh, Cespus. I mean that. Wow, that is a, that is a deep league, and I guess a very competitive league. You want to talk? That's Rondell a Moore. That's um, a skank league right there. I mean that like if yeah, Jesus Christ, if that's your third wide receiver, like this was yeah. sent to me, I was like Jesus Christ, man. Like, <laughs> but I guess when you go into the waivers, you're looking at Chad Johnson and Mike Worthen. I, I, I dude, oh my God, go with Rondell Moore. Um, I mean, you're going to have him mixing up with Christian Kirk on the Arizona Cardinals. So, am I thinking of the right guy? Yeah, yeah. I'm so confused yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> so I'm going with Rondale Moore. I'm, I'm mixing him up with the uh, Jets receiver. The Rondale Moore. I think you have a better shot if Christian Kirk doesn't have the big game. It'll be Rondale Moore. I agree with you 110. percent You got to go him in that. I mean, Suspice had three. Three, uh, I think, three receptions, one tutty. I mean, you can't really yeah. count on that. And you can't rely, you can't rely on touchdowns. Oh, exactly. You don't want to be touchdown dependent. Now, Scotty, I would like to thank you for taking time out of your Friday, coming on, talking fantasy football. I look forward to having you on again. I do want to ask you: you're doing stuff with the War Warzone Sports Warzone, Network. Yeah, Warzone um, Sports Network. I'm now affiliated with them. I'm. Uh, I have my own Washington football team show on there um every morning i'm on their show on sunday mornings at uh 11 a.m to 12 30 um eastern time uh answering any fantasy questions on youtube live so you could come on there ask us questions and uh, you could also follow me on instagram at fantasy football wishlist tiktok at fantasy wishlist and um yeah come on down and you, you'll see uh, eric be a part of it too i'm happy to be on this show and looking forward to our next time Hey, man, you know, definitely looking forward to it. And hopefully with the train wreck that my team is in the league we're in together, hopefully I can at least make it respectable when we play against each other. I kind of feel like... <laughs> you got it. We'll I, put some money on it. <laughs> I kind of feel like, God, what's what's the analogy here? I'm, I'm, I was trying to think about this. It kind of feels like I am, oh, God, West Virginia football. I mean, West that's... Alabama? The, yeah, but like, I'm not Alabama, man. No. I lost my first round pick before the season. I mean, it's like we're both in the same. Boat. I'm just, I, I feel like I'm up a creek without a paddle. But thanks for coming on, my man. Um, guys, make sure you check Scotty out. And uh, Scotty, best of luck to you in your matchups and in uh, daily fantasy this weekend, my friend. 
We'll talk soon, my man. Thanks for having me, bro. So now we're going to shift our attention to NASCAR. We are at the elimination stage of the playoff series. Four drivers will be eliminated after this race. And as he's done every single week during the NASCAR season, Brandon from Off the Post Boston Sports is coming on. Brandon, how you doing today, man? Good, man. It's Bristol, baby, this weekend. Bristol. Best tracks to watch. Bristol, a little night racing. I am looking forward to it. I'm going to run through the playoff standings right now. We got 1 through 12, Hamlin, Truex, Larson, Logano, Blaney, Harvick, Elliott, Bell, Kozlowski, Kyle Busch, Almarillo, Kurt Busch. And the four guys that are looking outside are Alex Bowman, Tyler Reddick, William Byron, Michael McDowell. I'm looking at these standings and everything, and uh, Harvick's at six. He's up 25 points. Like, is there, barring like a, like a monster crash or anything, I mean, who on the on these standings is in on the bubble or in trouble that needs to perform? Is someone like Harvick who's 25 points up in sixth place? Do you think he's safe to advance? Uh, no, no, not not at all. And the thing with that is. I mean, Harvick's starting eight. The chances of something happening happening early, it's going to be amongst the middle of the pack, like your your fifteenth, the twenty fifth area where they get stacked up. Um, the thing is, though, being up by twenty five, if something does happen early and towards the front, and your car does get destroyed, like like Harvick, there's no rebounding. It's over. It's done. So you need to try and be as safe as possible. You don't need to go for the win right away. You don't need to be chasing other drivers when you're a guy like Harvick up 25 you need to be chasing stage points so if you can grab a few stage points in the first or second stage right out the gate now you're not only up 25 you're up 35 and then you are safe at that point so I think you're going to see a lot of stage racing and I think you're going to see a lot of it out of Kyle Busch but I've got a this is my bold prediction my bold prediction is something happens to Kyle Busch early and Kyle Busch exits the entire playoffs round one. Really? Wow. And he's the betting favorite right now, according to DraftKings. He is. He is. He dominates the track. My first time ever at Bristol, I went for the three-day weekend with the trucks, Xfinity, and Cup, and he won all three races. The dude dominates. His brother is also really good behind him. I just have a weird feeling. I, I feel his the karma that he has or has had against him all year with his attitude and his cockiness and his rudeness. I got a feeling the man exits in round one. Don't bet on that guys. Don't, if there is a bet out there, it says Kyle Busch doesn't make it around two. Don't bet on it, but I'm throwing out a bold prediction and that's what, that's what I've got. I'm looking at the top five drivers, according to their statistics, Kyle Busch, 5.3 average finish in six races, two wins. Kyle Larson, 7.25 average finish, four races, zero wins. Kurt Busch, 9.33 average finish, six races, one win. Logano, average finish, 10.67, six races, zero win. And Denny Hamlin, average finish, 12th in six races, one win. Do any one of those guys pop off saying, hey, I want to get invested. I like those chances at Bristol. Um, I mean, Larson, just the tear that he's been on, but his ROI is so low. You're looking at 450 to one right now on Bovada, and at a track like this where it is chaos, there are a lot of lap cars. Um, it, it's 
it's the opposite of a super speedway. I know that's so cliche because you have big track, small track, but there's there's no room. There's two lines. The bottom looks really good right now when normally the top is the way to pass. Um, they laid that PJ1 sticky stuff down about a half a lane on the bottom. Um, so when I watched the truck race last night, all the guys were staying low. But there's so much unknown here. It is, I, I say they're opposite a super speedway in Bristol, but just like a super speedway, you always have the drama at Bristol. There's always a wreck. There's always multiple wrecks. Tempers are flaring. That's why you always hear it's Bristol, baby. Like, it's it's kind of a crapshoot. So if you are betting, you want to take a guy that is either in the middle of the pack that you know can stay out of trouble and work his way to the front or grab somebody that is starting in the top ten. Yeah, this is always, for me, like one of the toughest races to bet. I was just kind of looking at the figures. I like Legato. I mean, he won the dirt race here and everything. Historically, has done yep. well here. Um, and I like Kurt Busch. I like him, too. Again, another guy that's done well. And he's racing for for something. What do you think of those two guys? I like both of them, Bob. I mentioned to you before, Air. Logano's been good here. If Elliot didn't wreck him with a couple laps ago, uh, last time they were here on the asphalt, not the dirt, um, they would have finished 1-2. So I do like Kurt as well. He's always in the mix. His statistics are pretty good at the track as well. I know that uh, Kurt's 20 to 1 on Bovada and Joey's 10 to 1. So both of them have a very nice ROI. Now, someone else, I always like betting people that need to win, need to do good. That's what I like doing. That's just the way I am. I like people that need it, have something to prove. And the guy that kind of sticks out to me, and I know, you know, like you said, you and I were talking off air, historically, he has just not done well at this track. He's kind of shit the bed. You pointed out he hasn't let a lap. Alex Bowman at 31 to 1 has me intrigued. It's so hard. I, I, I want to get some pauses and then some negatives. Like, he's in a Hendrick car. You know the Hendrick cars are going to be there. They can perform. Um, he's never, just like you said, he's never let a lap here. But on the flip side, he is chasing to stay in the I can't do that he, he is chasing to stay in the chase um, you're going to see him pull out some strategy you're going to see him race for stage points right out the gate it might get to a point to where he doesn't grab the stage points he needs right out right in the first or second stage and then he is going for a win and has to win um, so I mean at, at what is he 25 to 1 in Bovada um, I don't mind him he's not going to be my pick to win but I do understand your point, and I wouldn't steer away from him completely because he's going to have to do something right to be able to move on to the next round. Now, you mentioned you had someone who's kind of in that same position. Who is your guy who's on the outside looking in that you think could uh, shock the world and be a long shot here? Tyler Reddick, 50-1 Bovada. He, uh, he's been in the mix all year long. Um, he has ran up front multiple times. He's had some bad luck. Um, I see him as somebody that's not necessarily going to be looking at stage points and just going out trying to get the win to move on. Um, he is starting the risk that you're going to take here. He is starting, hold on, 13th. So not bad. He's kind of with Alex Bowman in 11th. Um, I like him. I, I don't know. I, every week I've told you, I always have somebody that stands out to me. And a couple times it has paid off for us in, in a big winner, like a Bell or something like that. Reddick stands out to me. 
Um, I, I don't even know his track history here. I just know that that man's racing for something, and I could see him being more hands-on and on edge than a lot of the other drivers. Now, one guy that has we've slowly become more and more invested in, have it be top 20s or to win the race, we've won some money on him in stages and everything, has been Ross Chastain. He's currently right... His price has dipped a lot, so obviously the bookmakers are starting to realize something you and I have been ahead of the curve on, especially you, that this guy, this kid is something and he is racing, but at all the, the price all the way down to 30 to 1, I just can't get invested on him when he's that low. No, and you're talking 30 to 1 to win, correct? Correct. Yeah, I, I don't see him winning this race. Um, you've got too many good guys ahead of him at such a small track. I mean... You run through the top 10 starting positions, you're talking Truex, Hamlin, Logano, Elliott, Larson, Bell, Blaney, Harvick, Kyle, Kozlowski. I don't see Ross being able to make his way all the way to the front unless something catastrophic does happen. And the thing is, I, if any of you watched a truck race last night, there was a wreck where a guy hit a wall and it seemed fine, and then six cars piled up, piled up behind him because there's nowhere to go. So... It can shift quickly, but I'm not buying into Ross Chastain this week. You know I've been on his high horse week after week after week, and we have been pretty successful with him, but um, I've got to fade him this week. Now, the top 20 that DraftKings offers, guys, has been phenomenal. I fucking love it, but these guys are starting to get tighter and tighter with their lines. I mean, we've been able to hit... Chase Briscoe at plus 150, plus 200, plus 160. A couple of Corey LaJoy's at plus 400. I'm looking at these right now. I mean, the only one that I could honestly be invested in is Michael McDowell at plus 180. But even that, I really feel I can't do it. How do you feel about that one? So he's plus one. Is that for a top 20? Top 20 plus 180. I like it because the man's got to do something to get in. Most likely he's done. Um, I will tell you guys this. Whatever the minimum – do you know what the minimum bet is that you can put on DraftKings? Minimum bet's like a dollar, I think. Okay. Guys, put one or two dollars on him on DraftKings to win the race. He is 300 to one on Bovada. If anything crazy is going to happen with a playoff driver, anything crazy – and a man has an opportunity to get into victory lane and secure his spot into the next round, it's going to be Michael McDowell. It would be such an underdog story. He's not expected. His first few playoff races have been trash. We all knew when he won Daytona, he was in. Me and you talked about it the next week. He was not going to win another race. That was the only race he had an opportunity for, unless it was another super speedway. But if he somehow stays out of trouble and a bunch of bullshit does happen, at 300 to 1 for a playoff driver, I'm going to do a minimum bet on him. I'm absolutely going to throw a dollar, maybe two on him, on Bovada, because why not? You have a playoff driver with that big of odds, who I absolutely think has no opportunity to win this race. But if you do bet on a Chase or a Logano or a Kurt or a Bowman, and something does happen to them, but you've got this guy at 300 to 1 towards the end of the race running top five. How exciting is that to have that opportunity to bring that ROI in? 
Oh, yeah, that would be great. I mean, that would be awesome. Now, you mentioned stage racing, okay? Now, something DraftKings does is they offer stage winners. Now, I'm just going to read off some prices for stage one. Tell me if anything catches your eyes. Uh, Hamlin, plus 400. Kyle Busch, plus 550. Kyle Larson, plus 550. Logano, plus 650. Elliott, plus 700. Any one of those, those are the top five in the betting market, catch your eye? Or is there someone else that you'd be interested in? It, it does. Um, I still think something's going to happen to Kyle in the race. But where he's starting at, and for him to be at, what, 5, 550? Plus 550, correct. Plus 550 to win stage one when he's starting towards the front? I kind of like that. As I sit here, I know it sounds counterproductive because I do think something's going to happen to him. When it comes to stage one and the man is starting ninth, I I don't mind that. Now, he's also at stage two. They have for stage two prices. Eddie wants to stick out for stage two. Kyle Busch is plus 400. Same odds to win the race for stage two. I can't, and this is just me personally, I can't bet on stage two until I see what's going on in stage one. Because I feel like that's saying, I'm going to bet on the second half over and under when I haven't watched the first half mm-hmm. in a football game. That That's really hard for me because, especially in NASCAR, when there's so many different things that can happen within a stage, I can't put my money on somebody that I don't even know if they're going to be there for stage two. Because what happens if you throw 50 bucks on Kyle to win stage two and his motor blows on lap six? You haven't even gotten to stage two and your money's gone. Exactly. Exactly. I so agree with I'm you. I'm not a fan of that. Stage betting is fine with me if you're doing one by one, but I can't bet on a second stage when the first one's not even completed. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. Um, let's go through some head to heads. Tell me what you think. Uh, Logano, Harvick. Logano. Bell Byron. Bell. Chastain Amarello. Chastain. Bubba Stenhouse. Stenhouse. Now, would Stenhouse be worth a dart throw here to win it? Uh, Odds are sitting at 100 to 1. So, Wreck-It Ricky tears shit up all the time. If there's a track that you can tear your shit up and still finish well, it's here. If there's a track that you're going to put a bumper to somebody and lose somebody, it's here. Um, so it's it's I mean, tough, it. but I kind of feel like you kind of hit it on the head. Like this guy is such a wild card. He re- he races with reckless reckless abandonment. I feel if you get him at a hundred to one, you know, and if there's someone that's just gonna win a race that has no business winning a race in a playoff situation, it would be Stenhouse. You know what I mean? That's just kind of who he is, dude. And, I mean, 100 to 1, 80 to 1, I would throw a quarter unit on it, you know? And if you throw a quarter unit on it, he's at 80 to 1, you get 40 units, excuse me, 20 units. How, you know, to me, that's worth the gamble. And something, correct. you know, I'm I'm willing to do. Uh... Kurt Busch and Blaney. You said Kurt and Blaney? Correct. Yeah. No, I do like that. No, who would you take in the head-to-head, Kurt or Blaney? Oh, oh, sorry. My bad. Ah, Kurt, all the way. 
Uh, LaJoy or Alfredo? LaJoy. Suarez Newman. Ooh. I like that. I'm going to take Suarez, but if you guys want to have some excitement in the race, absolutely bet on that head-to-head for sure. Uh, Hamlin Elliott. Elliott. Uh, Kyle and Kyle. Ooh, Larson. Uh, Brad and Martin. Brad. Cole and Chase. Elliot. Chase. Chase, Chase Briscoe, excuse me. Oh, uh, Briscoe. Uh, Busher McDowell. I'm gonna go with McDowell. What's what is it on there? Uh, Busher minus one forty, McDowell plus one fifteen. Yes, McDowell. I like that because he's got something he's racing for. Austin Dillon, Matty D. Dillon. Uh, Alex Bowman, Tyler Reddick. Reddick. Now let's look at the group winner. Group A. We got Hamlin, Elliott, Harvick, Logano. I'm going to stay away from my heart, even though he's been running well here, and I do have him on my card. I am going to go Ladonna. Brad, Kurt Busch, Truex, Bowman. Brad. Uh, Bell, Byron, Reddick, Almarello. Bell, Byron, Reddick, Almarello. Reddick. Uh, Matty D, Stenhouse, Suarez, Bubba. Say that one again. Uh, Matty D, Stenhouse, Bubba, Suarez. Matty D. Uh, Cluster, Newman, Busher, Jones. Cluster, Newman. Or the last two? Uh, Chris Busher or Jones. What's Jones on that lineup? Plus three hundo, the longest shot. All right, I'm taking Jones in that one, guys. It's a little little backwards. I don't think he's capable of truly winning the group, but I want that ROI in that group if I'm if I'm doing group bets. Now this is the one group that I think I'm going to be invested in: Chase Briscoe, Ryan P, Michael McDowell, Corey Lejoy. Who do you like here? What's Lejoy at? Plus four hundred. If he stays out of trouble, that's your group winner. Yeah. Because he's been that guy that's had that top 20 horrible odds that has been getting the top 20s. He's been quietly good. Um, I've known him in person and hung out with him a few times. Great guy, bad equipment, good driver. His dad was great back in the day. But if he stays out of trouble, that is your also your group winner. Yeah, LaJoy's made me a good amount of cheddar, and he's definitely yeah. you know in my good graces, so definitely give him a thank you. Um, now, this is something that's interesting. Team props. Joe Gibbs racing to have more cars finish in the top 10 than Hendricks Motorsports. Yes or no? Yes. Richard Childress racing to have more cars finish in the top 10 than Chip Ganassi racing. Yes. Team Penske to have more cars finish in the top 10 than Stuart Haas racing. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, th- that, that's... That kinda... one's big. Uh, yes. Now, let's go to 
Top Chevrolet. I'm looking at these lines right here. Top Chevrolet, Larson, Elliott, Bush, Byron, Bowman, Reddick, Chastain. Who, uh, anyone, who, who's catching your eye? Elliott, all the way. Uh, top four, Logano, Harvick, Blaney, Kozlowski, uh, anyone in the Ford? Who do you think? Who do you think finishes the highest? Uh, it was a little more difficult. Um, I'm I'm liking Brad. I got a good feeling about Brad. Uh, top Toyota: uh, Kyle, Hamlin, Truex, Bell, or your boy Bubba at a robust thirty to one. Hamlin. Yeah, it's hard to take uh, anyone but uh, Hamlin or Kyle in my eyes in that one. Brando, I'd like to thank you for taking time out of your Friday evening. Come on, talk a little NASCAR. You got some stuff happening in the Xfinity race in terms of advertisement. Why don't you tell everyone about that and where they can find you on social media? Yeah, guys, um, Boston Boy 83 on Twitch for iRacing. Uh, new season has started. Uh, still not road to pro yet. Getting back around to that in a few months. Um haven't been on in a few weeks. Got on today, finished second and third in two Bristol races, so feeling good to be back on the simulator. Uh, Shannon Doe Shine, one of my sponsors. Uh, they're actually on Brandon Brown's car in the Xfinity race tonight, so I thought that was really cool. They sponsored me virtually, and they've actually stepped out and became a sponsor in uh, the Xfinity series. So personal win for me. I really like that. It's cool to see it. Um, off the post Boston sports, I won't lie. That social media platform has been pretty slow for me with a lot of other things going on, but if you'd love to give it a follow, it'd be greatly appreciated. Um, other than that, just hit up the twitch.tv slash Boston boy 83 for iRacing or my personal page, uh, Boston boy 83. And hopefully we can all go, uh, win some money, get, but we, we had a close one with, uh, with Chastine last week or the week before, like we, we, we've been close. We just got to get back in that win category here, here this week. Yeah, we're definitely winning. I mean, I edited it up. We're over 20 units for the year. So, I mean, guys, if Hell you've been yeah. following us, you've definitely been cashing. So hopefully you have. Hopefully you can finish the season strong. And, uh, Brandon, it's been a joy talking to you as always. And uh, let's, I'm going to uh, end with this. I'm going to end with this. Mac Jones, Rookie of the Year. <laughs> oh, come on now. Come on now. Yeah. I mean – Yep. So let's Be let's ready for it. let's talk about that game. All right. So I have a couple questions for you. A. Are you concerned? I mean, that was like you you guys should have won that game. So some bad fumbles, you know, by Harris. The other running backs, Stevenson had one. Jones had a fumble at the beginning of the game. Honestly, for Jones's first game, I mean, I I felt they should have won it. How did? What was your takeaway from the game? I did too. I couldn't watch it where I was at in Chicago. Um, the Hyatt that I stayed in, the cell phone reception was trash. The Wi-Fi was trash. Everything was horrible. So I had to keep refreshing it in a window. Like I'm sitting next to my window refreshing. And I saw the fumble. And I probably could have jumped out the 25th story that I was staying on. Um, really pissed me off that it ended that way. But as a Pats fan, I can sit here and say we do have our future quarterback. Um, I know it is one game, so I'm not trying to put the cart before the horse, but how poised he was. He took so many shots. He stayed in there. He made good decisions. We did not lose that game based off a of quarterback play. We did not lose that game based off of our defense. We lost that game based off of turnovers. And you know, Bill, with ball security, you're not going to see that happen again. Uh, 
you, you've seen uh, – God, I can't think of his name. He scored four touchdowns against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, yeah, Bowden, uh, Bowden, uh, Bruce. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he scored four touchdowns in a game against the Colts and then was late to a meeting the next week and never saw the field again. Yeah. Bill has called these boys into the office and, like, you fumble one more time, you won't ever step foot on this field again in a Patriots uniform. So when I see teams like Baltimore get beat by the Raiders, the Bills lost, like the teams that you are expecting to win lose when we're not truly expected to be unbelievably good. I don't look at last week's loss as a horrible thing. Mac Jones got a taste of defeat in his mouth. He didn't like it. Rumor is that the second the Jets game was over, he already started watching film. He's already got that verbiage like a Tom Brady when it comes to how he speaks. They asked they in the media they said, Hey, you played a great game and he's like, It's not about me, it never has been, never will be. And just when I hear that, I'm like, this is what I'm looking for and as a Pats fan, I'm super excited to be able to look forward and say, This is our future quarterback. This isn't somebody that we picked up in a draft that we're gonna have for a year that's gonna play mediocre, show good things and be gone. Um I think we're going to be fine. Next Sunday for us is a must win. We are playing the Jets, but if you look at history of teams that start 0-2, period, no matter what division, anything, the trends on it are horrible. So uh, I'm super pumped. I, I think we have a really good team. I wish we had Gilmore right now, who's on the pup list, but I'm excited. I might come on next week and just be completely defeated that we got blown out by the Jets in New York. But let's just hope that doesn't happen because I probably won't be on here next week if that's the case. I'm just ecstatic my Lions covered and I made money. I mean, that's basically as happy as I'm going to be with that team because we suck. But, Brandon, thanks for coming on, man. Maybe I'll have to give you a uh, – order you a Mac Jones uh, jersey for Christmas as a thank you for taking your time, man. Uh, let's cash some tickets, guys. And uh, Brandon, thanks for coming on, and we'll talk next week. Awesome. Good luck, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. So that's it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in. Let's cash some tickets. Let's make some money. Make sure you guys check me out Sunday morning on 4th and Inches, presented by Better TV. Until then, guys, let's cash some tickets and make some cash.